0: I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, April 4, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. So the market really didn't do a whole lot today. It was more of a banter back and forth. It's also what we call an inside day, which means the high and low of today was inside the high and the low of yesterday. Doesn't really mean much. It just means that the market traded in a relatively narrow range, certainly as compared to yesterday's range. What do we make of that? We don't make anything of that. Here's what we have on the docket. Tomorrow, we have kabuki theater we all know about that what that is is the phony jobs number gets released at 8 30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time the market finds a reason to go up or go down or do both pick a direction and likely that is the direction for the day doesn't have to be but that does happen a lot of the time so we'll see whether it's an up move or a down move it can be anything You have to think of Kabuki Theater or the phony jobs number release as somewhat of an earnings report. It's like throwing a dart. You don't know exactly where it's going to wind up. You really don't know how the market's going to react. Let's say they have 100,000 jobs created or even 300,000 jobs created. We don't know whether the market's going to perceive that as good or bad news. Good news is good news. Bad news is bad news. Good news is bad news. You know the story. We don't have to guess. All we have to do is watch the market and interpret what's going on. We have important numbers. Inside the numbers, traders have important numbers. They're put out each morning. They are important numbers. The market will likely trade to these important numbers, whether it's on the support side or the resistance side, and they will likely have a reaction from the Those important numbers. That happens just about every single day, multiple times a day. Since we're on the topic of important numbers, Roku was one of the stocks on the move this morning from inside the numbers. And here's what I want to point out. While the stock ended up going to the 6450 number that was listed on the page long before the opening bell rang, look what happened when Roku hit 6450. Spiked through by a couple of pennies, had a nice rip higher for almost a dollar, went all the way down below, and came back to what? 62.48 on close. Is this an important number? Yes, it's an important number. The stock closed the day before yesterday's close was 68.55. Stock gets a haircut at the open, goes on our list, stocks on the move. We identify important numbers, we take the trade. We make a quick profit, we're in, we're out. Some of these trades end up to be doubles, triples, and home runs, but when they hand you a dollar or almost a dollar in minutes or at least 75 or 80 cents in minutes, a day trader understands you take that money or at least you take half the money off the table and you run for the hills and say, thank you very much. We veered off out of our lane for a second, so let's get centered back right down the middle of the road. Let's cut to the chase. What do we got? Well, before we go there, first let me pause and thank everybody for participating and making comments and posts underneath the video each and every night. I love the interaction and you know how I especially love all the banter back and forth. In addition, if it's worthy and only if it's worthy, hit the thumbs up button on the video and then go ahead and share the video with anybody you think can benefit from this information. Back to business. All right. So what do we got is What do we have is more proper, but what do we got? So what we have is a market that is going to wait on Kabuki Theater Friday morning. Is that an excuse? Can that be a spark to go higher? Yes, it can. Can that be excuse? Can that be a spark to go lower? Yes, it can. That's why it's more of a coin toss. But let's talk about both sides so that we are prepared. Let's talk about the upside. What are we looking at? Can we get all the way up to 290, even tomorrow? Anything is possible. It's a 30-handle up day in the S&P. Of course that's possible. Happens all the time. Is it likely or unlikely? I'm not going to say unlikely or likely. What I will say is, I think that this rally culminates somewhere closer to 290 than where we are now. Maybe above, maybe below but somewhere closer to 290 than where we sit today. That's my take. That's what my work tells me. What about the time aspect? Well, time is more important than price. We know that. We also know that we're in the zone. We're actually running toward the latter part of the zone. How long is the zone open for? Well, I don't get to make that decision, but the way I've worked it out is, Somewhere within the next several days, this market should be giving a sign or a signal of a trend change. Doesn't mean the market falls out of bed right away, but the way I've got it mapped out is we should get something. Something should come out of the sky and give us a signal within the next few days. Whether it's tomorrow, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, something in this neighborhood, we're looking for signs and a signal of a trend change. Maybe it comes from 292. I don't know exactly what price it's going to come from. I don't really care what price it comes from. In fact, the higher the better. Let them lift the market up. Whatever they want to do, we have to be reserved to the fact that we can only control what we can control. We can only interpret and read what the market is doing to the best of our ability. We're in the zone for price. The zone started at 287. You can see... 287 is also important we know about important numbers when you take this down to an intraday 10-minute chart you can see 287 is important we were targeting 287 when the market got to 287 it told us two things a it told us 287 was important by stopping there B it told us 287 is important and the market might not be done going higher ...because it wasn't necessarily rejected right away at 287. That may change Friday morning, but as of now, the market has not been rejected from 287. We've had some minor corrective moves, some minor pullbacks, a dollar or so. That's not a rejection. A rejection is when you hit a number and all of a sudden the S&P gets whacked down 20 or 30 handles rather quickly... That's a rejection. A dollar in the SPY or 10 handles in the S&P 500 is not a rejection. That's called a pullback. So this is the way I'm reading. This is the way I am interpreting the market today. What's the scoop over in Camp IWM? Well, same story. Nothing's changed. Look where we are. We're coming up to what would likely be overhead resistance. We have the 200 period moving average coming up. We also have this former pivot high, we'll call it, important number. We had a breakdown candle. We had some consolidation slash chart vibration in here. There's a lot of stuff going on up in this neighborhood within a dollar or two of where we are in the IWM. So on some kind of a morning spike, we can get up a couple of bucks in the IWM. Most certainly can. Can it sustain is the question. Can we get above that area and close above that area? That would confirm a different kind of situation going on. That would confirm a breakout in the IWM. We would look to see if we're getting institutional participation across the board in other markets. That would be extremely important information to know. What we do know today is we still see leadership we still see my favorite market-leading indicator leading the market. The IWM was up almost one-half of 1% today, and on a percentage-to-percentage basis was up more than the S&P 500. Again, information, puzzle piece on the table. All these things are puzzle pieces. They're all on the table. I think the market is at a very, very critical, critical time frame right now. Whether that time frame is tomorrow or a week from now, I think you get the picture. We're coming into an area we have to pay very close attention to. We can bust out to the upside, and if it does happen on volume, on institutional participation, we have to take notice. If we get a sign and a signal of a trend change, we have to take notice. Either way, there's a trade in front of us. All these things are taught in the course at Lazy E-mini Trader. I have to say, I get tons of emails all the time. I get a lot of emails about traders doing very, very well. Traders that would have not normally believed in more upside in this market a while ago. Now, all of a sudden, are viewing the market from a different lens. They have a different outlook. They're looking at different stuff. Let's put it this way. If you're trading in the market, and you're not making money, and you're not making real money, then consider you might be looking at the wrong stuff. Let's check in over at the VIX. Do we have a development? No, nothing happened. We just wanted to check in to see what's going on. We're below all the moving averages. It's bearish. This is generally a chart that you'll end up seeing leaking lower. Whether this one leaks lower or not, is a different story. We know this is linked to volatility. So tomorrow, we can get an expansion in volatility. That would mean a decline in the market. Or we can get a decrease in volatility or a contraction in volatility. That would likely accompany a rising market, a rising stock market. Local 491 down at the transportation department, what do we have here? Interestingly enough, We have a couple of things we can read this a number of different ways. Let's go through them because it's good chart lessons has nothing to do with whether or not you like or don't like the transports, but the chart is giving us an opportunity to teach something. So let's teach it. Everything I'm about to go through is also right out of the course at lazy e-mini trader. So let's go over a couple of things from a time perspective Was it enough time and did the market put in a sign and a signal of a trend change? Yes, it did. Can you be short this market against that high right there? Yes, you can. How do you have to manage the risk on a trade like this? A daily close above that high and therefore you would have to close out the trade, take a loss. So the high is 10763 0.75 or spot 75. A close above, a daily close above there, you'd have to be out of the trade. You can use hourly closes, but realize they can trick trap full and frustrate you out of the trade and then close back below by the end of the day. That's the risk you run. Whether you want to be more aggressive or more conservative on either side, when you tweak the rules a little bit, those are the kind of risks you run. Well, that's one way to look at this chart however there's another way to look at this chart so the other way is it's bullish we're above all the moving averages we've just run up to a double top area and when i mention double top i'm simply referring to this area here so we've run up to a double top and we've run into what's also called overhead resistance Rightfully so. That's common, normal, garden-variety market behavior. But what's going on? The market has been going sideways. All that we've been doing is eating time off the clock, and what the market did not do, it was not rejected at that double-top area. What's that telling us on this chart? Is it telling us it's likely to all of a sudden be rejected, or the probabilities are leaning toward... It's actually going to move higher. For me, by not being rejected, I have to say the probabilities are leaning toward moving higher. However, here's what you have as a risk to the downside. Again, we're going back and forth. We're just using this chart, but these are all possibilities on this chart. And the fact that they're all possibilities, the net net is, there really is only one trade here on the board. I'll cover that at the end. But here's the other thing. So we also have the makings of a bull flag pattern, right? This is textbook. So you have a flagpole on the way up, and you have the flag developing sideways. And as the flag develops, as it's waving back and forth, go up and down in this little range here, what happens is eventually the pattern states that this will generally break to the upside. However, it's a high-risk pattern because this pattern is still technically active as long as we stay above what? The breakup candle low. The breakup candle low is 10432 So when you look at that and you say, look at the distance between the breakup candle low, where price is now, it can stay bullish that whole way, I can't be long this market. However, I can be short against yesterday's high, but I might not want to be short because of all the other things we've been talking about. But that's the way you look at this chart. You can look at it a few different ways, and when the ways are conflicting, you really don't do anything. When ways line up, when you confirm, when you look at a daily chart, a weekly chart, an hourly chart, or anything in between, and chart after chart after chart all point to the same likely result Those are the trades that you step in, you put some risk capital on the table, you take the trade. They're still not all gonna work out, but when they do line up like that, the majority of them do work out. What's going on in the queues? Any new news in Silicon Valley? No, down three pennies. Can't make anything of it. We have a couple of doji candles on our hand. Is that important? It may be. Technically speaking, A trader could be short against yesterday's high. A trader could be short against today's high. That's perfectly fine. You might get stopped out, but that's perfectly fine. Why? Because we may have seen the top. We don't know. The top might have been yesterday, might have been tomorrow. We don't know yet. These are the facts. We are umpires calling balls and strikes. Those people that want to hear this is what the market is going to do, therefore take the trade and you'll make money it's that easy they're just not gonna hear that from me they may hear that from others but you're not gonna hear that from me from me you're getting the analysis that I'm capable of providing what I think is valuable information to those traders that understand how to use it and I'm here to tell you when you put it together with the course these videos each night with the course it's a home run bigger picture The cues are in an uptrend. There's nothing wrong with this tape whatsoever. This does not say it has to go lower. I keep bringing that up because we all have to recognize we think one thing, which many times is different than we see. We want to make sure that our mind is separated from what we might think to what we do see. Hopping off the four train down in the financial district, what do we have? We have an XLF that continues to find overhead resistance. It's trying, it's hanging around up here. Again, same routine. Hasn't been rejected at the 200 period moving average, but it can't get through it either. And what happens with markets that are having trouble busting through overhead resistance or breaking through support? They generally will gap above or gap below those areas. Tomorrow, we have a phony jobs number. We have Kabuki Theater. Are we likely to get a gap opening in the market? It could be a gap higher. It could be a gap lower. Are we likely to get a gap? Yes, we are. The city of brotherly love, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, SMH. Anything wrong? Absolutely not. It is extended. It's overbought. But there's nothing technically wrong with this index. It's a great leading indicator for the tech sector. And there's nothing wrong here. Going sideways for a couple of days after a big gap. Normal common market behavior is actually to pull back. And we haven't even pulled back after the gap higher. This is a strong market. Again, Kabuki Theater tomorrow can change everything. We can shoot higher. We can drop down and fill the gap on a drop lower in markets tomorrow. It's all based on Kabuki Theater. Get your tickets ready. Anything doing in crude oil? I've got 6450 as my number. Maybe we get there, maybe we don't. But again, I think this is also going to be somewhat subject to, believe it or not, dependent on Kabuki Theater with the markets. If everything's getting a rise, a rising tide lifting all boats, we can easily see oil trade higher tomorrow, crude oil. However, 64.50 is a different story. That's just my number that I think we have a chance to hit before this entire rally is over. And I do think crude oil will ultimately get taken down if the stock market has a turn and a corrective phase ahead. So I'm watching all the markets across the board But technically speaking, all we've done right now is run into the 200-period moving average. And again, here's another example. Not really rejected from this area. So what would normally be overhead resistance really hasn't acted as strong overhead resistance. The market went sideways to higher as we grind it up underneath the 200 so you can see that it looks like We want to continue going higher as long as these moving averages are trending higher. The trend is your friend until it's over. And with that, folks, it's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. So I will give it a wrap here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.